Hey guys, welcome back to The Convo. We've got a super exciting episode for you today. Wouldn't you agree, Kurt? Yes. This person today, a lot of you subscribe to him, right? Yeah, on uh, YouTube. YouTube. In fact, 122,000 of you listening today subscribe to him, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Hopefully, our subscribers will also go up after this. That's the plan. Yeah, right, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got 27 point. Y'all write this down. 27.2 thousand followers today. Let's watch him blow up overnight. Yeah, let's watch. Let's check in a week. He's a Christian. He's a husband. He's a student pastor. And he's from H-Town. And does nothing about being a drummer on his Instagram. But he is very much a drummer. Yeah, he was at the shed last week. He's going to be talking about his endorsements today. How he sets up his YouTube vlogs. He's going to be talking... A lot of valuable information. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's even telling you the equipment that he's using. There's yeah. lots of good stuff in here. And me and Colton surprise him with a very special announcement that you're only going to hear here first. Yeah, you do not want to miss it. Welcome to the convo where we talk about music, life, and reality. I'm Kurt, and I'm Colton, and this, this is, is the, the convo. convo. So who do we have today? Today we got a very special guest all the way from Houston, Texas, Daniel Bernard. Daniel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Yeah, so thanks for having me, guys. Um, I am a full-time student pastor here in Houston, serving at my church, uh, Royalwood Church. So um, although maybe some people more publicly see uh, drums and stuff, actually what I do more of is uh, ministry-based stuff. So my wife and I serve here, been here for like six years. And uh, so that's really my passion, like serving students and young adults in my local church. Um, so that's kind of the mainstay of uh, what I do. Yeah. So are you originally from Houston, Daniel? No, I grew up uh, in Austin. So I was born in St. Louis. Uh, and then my parents started a church in our home in Austin, moved there in 1992. So grew up in Austin until I was like 20 years old. So North Austin. So you were born in St. Louis? Wow, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have any social media or anything like that? You online at all? You know, a little bit. I post here and there. He dabbles uh, with YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, the YouTubes. Tell us your handles. So. DK Bernard. Uh, Instagram is DK Bernard. And then um, everywhere else is uh, just Daniel Bernard. YouTube, Daniel Bernard. Facebook, Daniel Bernard. So not on Snapchat or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not that TikTok. Not that cool. Nope. Not on TikTok. Uh, okay, cool. So, Daniel, do you remember the first time we met? I, I think I remember the first time. Yeah, this is uh, Atlanta, right. all right, at the uh, Atlanta Youth Convention. We are both brought in, um, you on keys and MD, and then I was brought in for drums. I think right, that was the yeah, first so. time we connected. I, I remember the first time I met Daniel. We were in Vider, Texas on the choir tour, and Daniel came 
And you know what it's like when you meet like a celebrity or yeah, something. You yeah. can just tell there's something different. Yeah. They got like these Nike Fear of God collab shoes yeah, on. There's yeah. a little different. That's how it was like when I met Daniel. And oh, yeah. then, he was definitely a bigger draw than our choir. Right. Tonight. Exactly. Like everybody showed up <laughs> and we thought we were killing. And Whatever. then nobody took pictures with us. But there was like a line with Daniel. But Daniel's the man. You guys smashed that night. FYI. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. And also, so after that, I know me and you did that Court Chavis recording together at Vanquish. Yeah. You remember that? We had a lot of fun times. Yeah, that was a great time. I wish I could have got able to do that entire album. I just was able to do that one, the yeah. one session, I guess like the front half of it. But yeah, that was a blast. So that was before YouTube and stuff, I guess, because I don't remember like a lot of vlogging going on. Yeah. So I was on YouTube at the time, but I wasn't really like actively engaged in my channel. You know, I was just randomly posting. Yeah. From time to time. So when did you really get started with YouTube? Because it shows you have 560 videos. So are you like posting something weekly for the past two years? Or, you know, how, do you, how are you doing that? Yeah. So um, I started my channel in 2007, but I actually didn't really um, like implement a plan until October of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny, you know. I, I so I really just started investing heavily, kind of in my YouTube presence. Uh, before that, I would just randomly post videos of what I was doing. I didn't really have much idea. It was more an exercise um, in learning about audio mixing, and then kind of the birthplace of my YouTube was, you know, again in, in 2007. Uh, I remember like I would play at a service or something, and um, I'd have some kids come up and be like, "Oh, can you show me how you played that or what you did?" and I always hated that I never had enough time to really like dig in and, and teach something. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go record a video of this idea and I'll post it to this thing YouTube and you can watch it, you know? And so the first video I ever posted was actually like a breakdown of a Jerome flood lick. <laughs> wow. uh, it's, it's a terrible video. I think it's still up my channel. Um, but that's kind of what started my channel was the desire to like be able to show people stuff or, hey, I can't, I don't have time to stick around. You know, I wish I could, but here, let me send you a YouTube link or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so that's kind of how my channel started. And then I just randomly did stuff. And I think actually the first, man, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think the first vlog stuff I did was actually because of the times. Um, people really wanted to know what the conference was like. And so I decided to to do a vlog. But that's even before I got super intentional about my channel in 2018 when I was kind of like, impl- like wrote down a plan implemented it and then, you know, got more serious about posting. Wow, that's funny that you brought up the because of the time. So I have a funny story about that. Around the time that me and Daniel met, like, you know, here I am thinking I'm a pretty big deal. You know, I've worked on some like pretty serious projects living in Atlanta. You know, I'm thinking I'm a pretty big deal. Well, um, we ended up traveling to Amsterdam and randomly we were walking on the street in Amsterdam. We saw some like church kids and they walked up and I guess they recognized like Pastor Nathan. And then they saw me and they were like, oh my God, are you the guy from the Daniel Bernard videos? <laughs> like that was my, that was to me, the, that was the biggest thing. So you are a big deal. I am a big deal. Yeah, for a different reason than I thought. Uh, that's funny. I tried to do a flex and FaceTime Daniel so that they could see I knew him. He didn't answer. Now it said FaceTime unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in five seconds. Yeah. Daniel, do you mind sharing your YouTube setup for us? Like what are you using to record these and edit and... All that good stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of changed. Um, but right now, I actually just upgraded my whole setup. Um, and I'm I'm using, uh, as far as camera, I'm using a Sony A6600. Um, and I'm using a Sigma 16mm f1.4 lens. So for people that are not techie, break down 
the reason I went with the A6600 is it does not have a record limit. So like, I don't know, 90% of all kind of like small compact cameras um, can only record for like 30 minutes at a time. But the A6600, you can just record indefinitely. I think it's like 13 hours. So for me, I can push record and let it go for an entire service. That's a game changer. And then the 16 millimeter f1.4 is is um, really big for me because a it's a really wide angle. So obviously with drums, you're usually shooting a really tight, um, you know, shot like up on the drums. And two, the f1.4, the aperture allows you to like get a really really blurry background with a very very crisp foreground. So uh, that's kind of like to me the mainstay of what I did. Before that, I shot on a, a Canon. If you're looking for like a budget option, I shot on a Canon M50 for the longest time um, with a Viltrox speed booster to a 24 millimeter f2.8. So I don't want to dig into the nitty gritty of that, but those are the kind of the two setups. So, but yeah, I'm loving the Sony. Um, now it's, uh, it's been a game changer. It also lets me shoot in 4k. So I've transitioned my channel to 4k. Man, are you sure you don't have like a part-time job, like selling camera that equipment? Wolf camera yeah. Wolf. I mean, the, the funny thing about that, like what I talk to you about all the time, you know, if they, if they have a question about, you know, I want to get a YouTube channel like yours is, you know, I tell people, uh, you know, you have to find things that you're interested in. If you like, you know, playing the drums, for instance, but you don't care at all about videography, you know, or you don't enjoy the process, then you're probably not going to enjoy trying to do a channel that's similar, at least in, in the, the focus of mine. Like, I enjoy both of those things. So to me, it's kind of a great coincidence that uh, my channel is at the intersection of two of my interests, right? Yeah. Um, so the fact that I enjoy the process of videography, the kind of nerdy, techie stuff behind it, which I'm not, you know, I'm not at all like a photographer or a videographer other than literally I vlog myself and shoot drums. And that's pretty much the scope of what I do. Take pictures of my kids. So, but yeah, I do, I do enjoy that aspect of it for sure. Well, it looks like it's working. You have 122,000 subscribers. Yeah. Um, and I saw one of your videos has like 1.2 million views on it. Um, yeah, the Lord, you're a good. I, Lord I saw that last yeah. night, yeah. I actually watched your whole vlog from the Mac thing. It was like, it was pretty lengthy and I, it was engaging. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like an hour long. Uh, I just, I put the, uh, YouTube just added a new feature where you can put like chapters yeah. embedded into the video. I don't know if y'all saw that when, yes. it, when it went live, but that kind of helps people navigate, um, you know, if they want to watch a full video. So yeah, that was cool. That was a really good one. Yeah. And Daniel was here at the shed and he represented, hung out with Varo, Austin, everybody. Yeah, we had a good he time. He represented Daniel, by the way. I was proud. <laughs> Yeah, it was I a don't blast. Know if you like I set mean, me up by just saying I don't shed, I don't shed so many times that yeah, I was like blown expecting away. <laughs> you to be whack and then you were good. If that was your plan, it was smart. <laughs> no, definitely out of my wheelhouse. Daniel, you if I'm correct, you have an endorsement from a symbol company. Can you tell us about how that happened? And yeah, yeah, I'm on with uh with Pisty. It's not pasty, FYI, if you're listening to this, it's not pasty, it's pisty. Like I'm going to eat oh. a piece of pie, pisty. Just FYI, I always I said pasty for years, um, but uh, yeah. So long story short, I, I was with a, another symbol company, a smaller company, and I was uh, the uh, a rep with Pisty reached out to me, said, "Hey man, you know we love uh, your playing. We love kind of the lane that you're in. You have an extremely engaged, um, you know, group of people that watch all your content, and would love for you to be a part of the Pisty family. Um, would you be interested?" And I said, "Look, you know." And I responded, I was super candid because like I got nothing to lose. I said, look guys, um, two things come to mind. You know, one, I haven't really played a lot of Peisty stuff. You know, at least in my experience, when I go to Guitar Center, all they have is like their alpha symbols or some of the heavier stuff that doesn't really interest me. I said, one, I haven't really played a lot of your gear. 
too, even if you guys give me a great discount, you know, Pisces, it's not uh, cheap stuff. And for me to switch over my entire library of symbols is going to be a lot of money, even if you give me a great discount. So I said, you know, I appreciate that, but I'm not really sure that I am in a position to do that. And they wrote back and said, look, we really want um, to work with you. And, uh, you know, so they basically had me go through um, and they said, we want you to go through our, our library of symbols and find like a match for every single one of your symbols. Um, and we want to send you like everything. Like we want to replace your entire library of sounds, see if you like it. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, so they basically were like, if you feel like you can find your sound with us, you know, through some trial and error, then we want you on, we want you to sign with us and, um, and we'll just replace it for free and then we'll go th from there. So without like trying to disclose, um, the details of my agreement for their sake, um, but they basically, you know, were extremely accommodating, got me entirely set up. You know, they sent me out some symbols and man, I fell in love with their, especially like three lines that, or actually four lines I have, I don't have five lines, I guess, but. Um, their master series stuff is incredible. Uh, their signature light traditional stuff is amazing because I feel like a lot of people haven't been exposed to that. Um, their dark energy line is great. And then their, one of their newer lines, the Modern Essentials. Um, I have the Modern Essentials hats that are, are awesome. So I went from not really playing a lot of Pisces stuff to absolutely loving the sound. For me, it's really, really perfect and fits exactly what I need. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of long story short. They reached out. Um, sent me a bunch of stuff and um, I loved it. And so it's been a, a really great relationship. Um, you know, I've uh, had them, they've accommodated, like I had them send out uh, two full sets of symbols and do some giveaways at, um, a, you know, some conferences. And they were like, hey, we'll, we'll uh, you know, set up a whole main stage kit. Even at a conference I wasn't playing, I was doing like one song. And I said, hey, can you guys send out a, a set for this conference? And they're like, sure. You know, shipped out a set to me, shipped out a set for the practice room. And shipped out wow. some symbols to give away at the conference. So, wow. uh, man, I, I love it. I, I love uh, the relationship I have with them and the gear is, is phenomenal. So you touched on your family a little bit. Like, run us down. Everyone, basically, a lot of people, we're just, I'm just going to be honest. When we put this episode up, we're going to say interview with Reverend D. Bernard and just see who comes. Like, you know, we're, sure. we're just going to catfish a little bit. Let's just be honest. You can actually say D.K. Bernard. I have the same initials, so you can even take it a step further. No, I'm saying you have a pretty famous dad. Is that is that right? Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he uh, he serves as the general superintendent of the UPCI, uh, United Pentecostal Church International. Um, and I guess maybe before uh, that as a role, he's written a lot of books that you know people use as kind of some foundational um, teaching for like uh, doctrine and things like that. So I think maybe before he held like a position. Some of his writing um, was a very, very useful tool to people. And so he became well-known, I think, originally as a, more of a writer um, and then as a pastor. And then he's been elected to several positions. So um, yeah, man, he's one of a kind. He's he's incredible. Yeah, I saw him once and I was like, hey, uh, Brother Bernard, I'm my name's Kurt. I'm a really good friend of Daniel. And he was like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, probably said, great. <laughs> yeah, something that's like about that. It. And then the flip side, your mom like gave me a pen once and like it's my favorite pen ever. Oh yeah, they're they're a great uh, combination because she is extremely warm, you know, and just inviting and not that he's cold, but he's, you know, he's he's very um, just matter of fact, you know, he, he's not uh, not rude, but he doesn't feel the pressure to be like, wow, it's great to meet you. I'm blah, blah, blah. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. great, you know, but he means it. Like he means that. So my mom comes, you know, and she's very welcoming and basically, uh, makes everyone feel at home and that kind of stuff. So that's, yeah, she's great. Do you have any sisters or brothers? Yeah, I got an older brother and a younger sister. 
Um, my older brother Jonathan lives in Austin, and he's a like a software developer. He's a brilliant. Um, really got my dad's brain. Wow. And then my younger sister, um, Lindsay, uh, lives in uh, St. Louis. She actually works at Urshan College, um, and she was like key a uh, key part of their accreditation process. So she's also uh, really smart. And I'm like stuck in the middle. I'm a goofball. So, With but they're awesome. Twenty thousand people watching your every move, though. So, there's that. <laughs> what about? Are you married? Yeah, yeah. I'm married to uh, my best friend and a beautiful wife, Kaylee. Um, she's uh, she's she's the best man. She's definitely my better half. We do everything together. It's great. We uh, work together at, at the church, and you know. I mean, I literally couldn't do the stuff that I do without her. She's a huge part, an unseen part of like every aspect of uh, what I do. And anybody that thinks, you know, that I have any success or, you know, um, doing anything well, like the huge aspect that they don't see is how much my wife uh, does and helps me and enables me and works together to, you know, give me the ability to do, to do what I do. Any kids? Yeah, two kids, three-year-old Claire and eight-month-old Elise. So girl, dad, um, and man, they're awesome. Claire is really smart, which I guess every parent says that, but she's super smart and, and, um, Elise is just super, super sweet. So we're loving it, man. Any kids on the way? Anything you want to say to our listeners that? No, no, not yet. We, uh, you know, we want to have three, maybe I'm like, I don't, I don't think she wants to have four. I'm, I'm good. You know, I love, I love the kids we have and I guess we'll take them one at a time and see, but I think we want three kids, but no, no nothing right. yet. We'll put up a poll later and see how many kids should Daniel Bernard and Kaylee Bernard have. We'll let you know. We'll let you guys know. Sounds good. Yeah, get back to me. Sounds good. So I just saw that you guys got a new drum cage at the church. Um, where did you guys get that from? We had some questions come in about that. Yeah, so we got it from, um, it's the, the website. If you want to check it out, I think is WhitleySolutions.com. Um, but that's the company's Whitley Solutions. They're um, out of uh, Gateway Church in Dallas. Uh, which I think is where Carrie Job is like most familiar with, with Carrie Job's church, I guess you could say. But um, actually, our worship pastor, I, and I pitched a bunch of ideas to him, but our worship pastor, Keith Pace, is the one that kind of like finalized all that. So I'm actually not sure of all the details on the specs and everything. We just got it in this week. Um, and uh, man, it looks it looks incredible, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into it this week and kind of look at all the features, but it's got like powered fans and intake and exhaust and you know, like fans and all kinds of stuff to keep circulation in there. And um, I mean, it works really well. Like it, it, you know, great sound deadening. And so I'm going to probably do a vlog about it and kind of dig into the details of, of what it is and everything. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, very nice. We're liking it so far. Um, do you have anything planned coming up as far as gigs or anything like that? Um, you know, we I'm really locked in locally, you know, at the church, you know, holidays. Uh, we got a lot of things happening. So I don't have a lot of... Um, uh, dates necessarily. I think 2021, you know, it's half of it is, Hey, let's try 2020 again. And then I have some, some stuff playing for 2021, but honestly, kind of getting to the holidays, I, I try to clear things as much as possible. Um, as far as, uh, you know, outside stuff that I'm taking and try to be really locked in here locally. And then obviously with family. So, I mean, nothing major really. Actually me and Colton, we were just talking about that too. We didn't really do like, we have a studio here at the church and we try to do like a lot of recordings, but this year, you know, just didn't happen because a lot of reasons, you know? So we're trying to get yeah. in 2021. We actually have a couple of live recordings already on the books. Awesome. You know, Mark Crowder's recording, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I'm excited about that, man. I've seen some of the like previews and stuff. So that's going to be awesome. 
So yeah, we were wondering actually if you would be available to play drums for that. Well, uh, sure. You don't sound that excited. I'm just going to be just a little honest. Like, <laughs> Dude, he's played on like a million, bro. <laughs> so yeah, Daniel, we would like to know. This is a, a national announcement inviting you to be on the recording. So far, it's me, Colton, Travis, Brett Grubbs, Isaac Cowden, Matt Ewing, and you on drums if you're willing. Man, I, I would love to be a part, bro. It sounds like an all-star lineup for sure. If you say yes, it will be. It's going to be in Columbus, Ohio. We can't disclose the date yet until Mark does, but um, check your calendar. We'd for like whatever to, date. Yeah, absolutely. For whatever date it may be. Just leave your 2021 open. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, uh, thanks for the thanks for the nod. I'll definitely check, but I would love to be a part. I don't see a an issue I don't I don't know about, but yeah, man, I would love it. All right, let's do it. You heard it here first. Daniel Bernard added to the roster. We got some major announcements on the combo. Yeah, major major things happen on this. Don't stay tuned. Subscribe. Like. So, do you think that you can get some Peisty symbols sent to the recording? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, what about Peisty a Yamaha and, uh, What about a montage? you have anybody at Yamaha you could talk to? Any connections at PRS? <laughs> My favorite kit preference right now is I'm, I'm playing this Mapex Saturn, which I love. Um, but, I mean, I got a bunch of... I got I got a bunch of other kits that, you know, I like to record on that I've used for recordings. But, um, yeah, man. That'd be awesome. What are the top three things that you need to start making drum videos? Like, if you're going to start posting on YouTube? Yep. You know, obviously, the <laughs> drums, camera, and some kind of audio uh, capture. But uh, I think, for me, one thing, I think there's a misconception where people think that you have to have a great camera setup like that's an impediment to getting started. Mm -hmm. When the truth is, I would almost argue for investing in some kind of audio, like passable audio. To me, in a drum video, audio is just as important, if not a little more important than video as far as like quality. Um, you know, if you're going to like have one or the other, I would say record with your phone, you know what I mean? Video with your smartphone and do some audio. I mean, so for example... If I'm watching a video that's the video's okay, but the audio's clean, it's not gonna bother me. If I'm watching a video where the video's great, but there's like a buzz in the audio, or you're watching a drum video that's just like all cymbals and harsh, nobody's sticking around for that. Right. So, you know, my thing is like gear, gear does not make or break like your ability to record. Gear only should only like help you do what you're doing better. If you're not already doing it, gear is not going to make the difference. Now, if you don't have a drum set, obviously you need a drum set. But if it's like, well, I can't record until I have this camera or until I do this, that's not the truth. Like, I always view, do I, if I want to buy new gear, basically, where if I'm saying, well, if I got this, then I could be able to, then I would start filming this. When I tell myself, if you're not already filming that, if you're not already doing it, gear is not going to make you different. It's just going to, you know, help you do what you're already doing better, if that makes sense. You're thinking like some sort of mic setup and then a interface and then a, a DAW of some sorts to really capture the audio. Is that kind of what you're... Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, what I when I started making videos um, and stuff, I would travel around like, you know, I went to Because of the Times and I tracked with uh, a Zoom H4n, which they have newer ones now and they have all different kind of things, but it's like a field recorder. So, I stuck it up in the corner of the drum cage and, you know, I pointed the two, like the XY mics, like overheads. 
And then mm-hmm. I plugged in like a double mic to the snare and double mic the kick. So I, on an SD card, right? So I walked away with like, you know, uh, drum tracks. And then I, I pulled, uh, even like first time we did because the times you can go back and watch the videos. Um, you know, I pulled like a line off of Kurt's DI and like a line off of uh, the bass DI, like Travis's stuff into like a little interface. And I mean, I even did that at church for the longest time. I recorded into two fire studio projects, which are like, I got on Craigslist for like 150 bucks a piece. I double mic the drum set. <laughs> you know, yeah. one was going to the house before we had that. multi-tracking and I pulled off people's DIs and like, that's what I did. So, wow. I mean, you can find ways to make it work. Um, and then obviously now like we multi-track on our board. But yeah, I would say even if you start with like a field recorder, you know, something like that, there's so many easy ways. Even if you, if you don't have an interface and like a recording setup, man, look at, at Zoom. They have tons of great little field recorders, stuff you can do, but if you can get a great eight channel interface you know, for 150 bucks, 200 bucks, if you, you know, search around. Um, same thing with microphones, man. I, all my mics I've bought on eBay or Craigslist. I don't think I've ever bought a brand new microphone. So um, I'm very much about like just making it work. Besides being a drummer, you mentioned that you're a youth pastor. How do you guys come up with events every week? How do you kind of tackle that? Yeah, so that's what's interesting. Um, you know, people, and I try to make it look like, I'm, you know, like full-time drums obviously like on my channel i want it to look active but the truth is drums and playing drums represents a very very small uh portion of my time the vast majority of my time is spent you know in doing ministry um things and, and you know youth ministry related uh things so um you know we have a like a team of uh people you know our like our staff and so we have monthly meetings and we kind of figure out what we want to do for the year and i mean kind of like any church or organization you know we we have like a planning session uh, you know, November, kind of map out big events for the year. Um, and then as far as what I'm doing in on student ministry, I kind of look at my year and I look at big topics that I want to cover. And then from there, I kind of narrow it down to how I'm going to implement. And I pretty much write all of our, you know, I do series-based like, you know, preaching and teaching. And I, I usually write that myself and kind of come up with designs and, and different things and bounce stuff off my wife. She's got incredible thoughts. And so half the stuff that I speak about is really coming from her. She's awesome with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a grind in some ways, but you know, I've been doing uh, full-time ministry for, I guess, 10 years or so. So, I mean, I love it. It's, it's really my heartbeat is, uh, you know, serve my local church and, and students. And I'm honored to be the, in our organization, I'm the uh, youth president for the South Texas district, which represents about a hundred churches in the like greater Houston area, South Texas area. So we get to plan some great events there and we have a great team. You know, we do uh, youth camps and holiday youth conventions and, you know, rallies and that kind of stuff. So um, it's awesome to be able to, to kind of plug in on a, a local level, but also like a, a statewide level. Um, and then also get to, to sit on the a committee for the UPC that, you know, decides things for national youth ministry. So it's awesome to be able to, you know, have a have a voice and be able to participate in that. So, uh, it's great. Yeah, I, I really enjoy. Um, I haven't seen them in a while, I guess, but like your five minute Mondays and stuff like that, where you talked about they were they were actually really good. I was very impressed by those. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know when uh, when COVID hit uh, for me, I was obviously like everyone else trying to think how can we engage students, and I just decided that after a while, I just felt like I don't know uh, about y'all, but. I just felt like everyone was just stream fatigued, you know? So I was like, man, students, um, I I just pivoted everything to short format, like five minute clips, you know, like basically a a devotional content on Mondays, 
And then even like our Wednesday night quote unquote service turned into like a 10 to 12 minute stream. Um, I just felt like for me that connected with our student body. Um, and I was like, man, if I can't get it done in five to 10 minutes, you know, they're not going to stick around for a 45 minute stream, at least for like a, a youth service type format. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed those. And uh, um, I'm probably going to continue that format in some fashion. Uh, but now that we're kind of back to some of our normal programming, it's hard to carve out time for that as well. But yeah, I enjoyed those. So what would you say, like, you know, not family time, all that, obviously, but what's your split on, because you're also the drummer at the church, right? So right. there's an expectation of you being prepared for services and stuff like that. What would be your preparation time split, you know, from student pastor to um, musician? Yeah, so... um you know, at the church, we have like a, a rep list. So we have a, um, you know, like a, a collection of songs that we're going to rotate. It's pretty large, but the great thing is, you know, um, a lot of the heavy lifting is done kind of the initial learning of the song. Yeah. And then, you know, I, you know, coming back, if we play that same song in six weeks or so, then it's just touch up. So um, for me, I kind of split my preparation into two categories. And I think this is one thing that I talk to, especially younger drummers that get this wrong, is one, I think, you got to have that maybe longer session of just learning out, learning the whole song, you know, like learning all the pieces and working out every aspect of it, right? So what I'll do is like my session one, which I'm, you know, blessed to like, I can get an Ableton track a lot of times so I can isolate drums. And even even if I just have an MP3, I'll drop it into Ableton or something where I can create markers. So I work like progressively through, like I'll go intro, 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 intro until I have it ready. Then intro verse one, intro verse one, just, you know, all the way through. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a really technical song, if it's an easier song, then I really start with kind of like understanding, you know, what, how the patterns flow, you know, kick patterns, where do they go? What's the dynamics, which I do that for every song. But if I'm learning a more technical song, I start with just like working my way through the song in a linear fashion. But then the second aspect to me, that's really important is not just learning the song well, but getting reps in because I want to have at least like three sessions separately of playing the song. Because for me, at least I feel like you know, one is the ability to play, you know, something is one aspect, but the, the true aspect in a live setting is the, be, uh, the ability to like recall something like on the fly, second nature, without it being like, you know, difficult, right? So kind of that muscle memory aspect. So for me getting like two to three sessions in different sessions of the same song, you know, on a different day or something where like, I basically can reset my brain and come back to it. That helps me, you know, get the ideas kind of concrete in my mind. Now, you know, rehearsal time looks a lot different for me now. Basically, if I'm going to rehearse, it's either going to be on a weeknight from like 10 to midnight uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, like on a Saturday, you know, same thing, put put our kids to bed and then I come up to the church, you know, on a Saturday night from eight to, you know, midnight. So a lot of times I'll try to grab maybe, you know, one week out, like an evening where I just have like an hour, I come to the church for like an hour, work through the songs and then have a, maybe a bigger session on Saturday. And then our call time um, for the band varies. I think it's like right now it's like eight, 8 a.m. So I usually try to get to the church by like 6.45 or 7 and give myself an hour before everyone else gets uh, gets here. So obviously when I was single and stuff, prep was, I was able to prioritize that a lot. Yeah. But now it's definitely having to uh, to make time, you know, and and kind of grab that time like late in the evenings or just whenever I can. Yeah, that's funny you say that because like my schedule looks a lot like that now that I have two kids too. Like I have a lot of studio time at that starts at 10 p.m. Because yeah. It just seems to be a good time. Move on to our rapid yeah, fire section. This is our yeah. rapid fire. Daniel, we're about to ask you a list of questions as fast as we can. You got to answer them as fast as you can. 
Okay? And you can sure. say pass if you feel uncomfortable or whatever. Uh, favorite preacher? My dad. Okay, good. Um, favorite drummer other than Daniel Bernard? This is going to be funny. Big Mike Clemens. And I'll, I can come back to that. There's uh, a reason favorite why. YouTube channel to watch other than your own? Ooh. That's hard to answer in a rapid fire session. You know what? Julian Tabaris. Oh, come on. Lucky there. Look he's at got that. a Dr. great Dr. channel. <laughs> there you go. You need to subscribe to his channel. I think he just got over 1K. Um, so that's a plug. I, you know, honestly, uh, sorry, I know this is out of the rapid fire at this point. But one channel that I really enjoy that helped me get into stuff um, is a guy called DSLR Video Shooter. And it's like, it's like camera nerd stuff. But to me, it's great. The way he shoots, technical stuff, breakdowns, camera explanations. His stuff is really great. DSLR Video Shooter. I don't think he has anything on his channel that's like uh, <laughs> inappropriate. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. But he's got a bunch of camera breakdowns. Favorite snare? Ooh. Uh, Mapex Black Panther Black Widow. Oh, very specific. Favorite country you've ever visited? Favorite country, Switzerland. Favorite restaurant in Houston? Oh, man. That's so hard. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank because there's so many good ones. Pondicherry. Favorite keys player? Aaron Shields. Sorry, Kurt. I love you, dude. <laughs> it's fine. Favorite guitar player? Ooh. I don't know. That's a good question because I like different people for different things. Oh, man. Here comes Switzerland. That's tough. I'll, I'll say yes. pass. Okay. Wait, are you big into sneakers? Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, I'm not really... I wouldn't consider myself a sneakerhead. I don't have a lot, but I, you know, I do like... I mean, I like... Yeah, I like sneakers. What's your favorite pair you got? Uh, I got uh, some Jordan French Blue 12s. Those are probably my favorite. I'm trying to trying to up my sneaker game. Yeah, uh, we did just get a sponsor for custom suits and stuff. So um, stick around. Me and Kurt's gonna be the freshest guys around. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about the Houston Tie guys? Yeah, Houston Tie guys, um, man, are are awesome. It's long story short for them. Instagram profile sales, uh, really cheap ties, like 15, 20 bucks for great like brands. Like, I mean, even like YSL, Versace stuff, lots of Tommy Hilfiger. I've never really been like a guy that had nice ties. And so they've actually hooked me up with a lot of great stuff. Um, I think what happened at the launch of their um, Instagram profile, I like shouted them out or something. And it kind of, I guess, kicked up some of their sales. And so they've, they've like sent me stuff like, bro, appreciate you supporting and everything. So they've like, I've gotten so many nice ties from them. They've really <laughs> revolutionized my tie game. So I got a All bunch right, of well, great ties. Another uptick, of stuff. If they have another uptick after today, well, hopefully they'll remember us. Were you able to get a combo hoodie when you were here? I didn't. I got, uh, I got one of the other ones you guys had, maybe from the conference. I did not get a convo hoodie. Gotcha. All right. We got to make that happen. Yeah, we'll send you one. We were, we sold out, but we got, we had to re up. Sorry, guys. We had to cut that a little bit short due to me having to run to work. But, I mean, if if it was up to us, we'd have just talked to him all day, right? Yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's a great conversationalist. He's a stand-up guy. He's a genius, as you heard there. Yeah. We're looking forward to working with him some more in the future. Next week, we have a singer, 
songwriter, and the host of the Worship Worship. Yep. Every year. Brittany Scott, she'll be here. From Seattle? Yep. She's an incredible singer. She's got some great music out. She has a song with... Um, David Jennings just released. So you're not going to want to miss that. Um, I believe this is the first lady that we've had on the episode yeah. besides our wife. So we're really trying to, you know, reach yeah, this will reach be a, everybody. And it, our first female interview. Yeah. Today's podcast was brought to you by Yerma Mate, a conversation starter, and also by Orange Clothiers. That's O R N J on Instagram. Kurt, are you sick of showing up at conferences and you're all wearing the same suit? Yeah. I mean, that's that happens all the time. All the time, yeah. Here's how you can fix that mm-hmm. is get a custom suit. Yeah. Nobody else can get it. You can get as crazy as you want with it or yeah. not. If you want to do that, where do you go? I don't know. You tell me. O-R-N-G, Clothiers on Instagram. Look them up. Sounds good. Dude, you got a sick custom suit and a yerba mate. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're hanging with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Today's episode was produced by actually me and Colton. Yeah. Kurt was running from his seat into the control room. Yeah. We engineered persons out of town on vacation. Hope he's having a good time. Um, the theme music was recorded by Colton and I. Yeah. Artwork was done by J&H2. He's our pastor. Yes. Mixed by Tim Hibbert. I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. See y'all next week.